party? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead. I mean, if, like, if you want, yeah. Yeah. This well, is your just... podcast. Yeah. Well, no, it's your podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yes. Have, have I, I, I was born and raised in Southern California. Oh, okay. In, in L.A. County is where I was born. Montclair, California. I think that was it. Yeah, in L.A. County. But I grew up in the Inland Valley Empire, which is like San Bernardino County. Okay. Like Pomona, Chino, Chino Hills. Um, I mean, it's about 40 minutes west of Los Angeles, but it's called the Inland Valley Empire. Audrey, thank you. Let me start. We should start over. (laughs) No, it's okay. Adriana. I mean, because I used to go by Adriana, like... Uh, for a lot of my life and then like when I was in grad school there was a uh, a, a person there that was like is it Adriana or Adriana and then I was like I like Adriana I like her because it's like you know yes. my, like I'm Mexican my, yeah. my family yeah. is from Mexico a little roll and, of the tongue there yeah I mean some, some people do and some people don't so I just say Adriana just you know so um uh so yeah, so it sounds more Spanish, you know. My fault. I watched Rocky movies. Adrian. Yes. Adrian. That's yes. Adrian. Yes. I love Rocky. <laughs> Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, the Art Box. Adriana, what brought you to Las Vegas? Um, Well, let's see. I will try and be succinct, which is very hard for me to be, to like, you know, not get lost in the details. Um, Okay, so I was living in New York with my former partner. We moved back west. She had family in Washington and I had family in California. We were kind of sick of the grind in New York. We put our stuff in storage and we're like, okay, let's leave for a year. We did stuff on the West Coast. We did stuff in Japan. And then after that, we were like, okay, we we were back up in Washington and we're like, okay, where do we go next? What do we do? Do we move back to New York? What's happening? And we had friends that lived here that were in my grad school class and that were making work, doing work on the strip. And they're like, come here, you know, stay, stay with us for a bit and let's make some work, as in per- performance work. Mm-hmm. And um, me and my partner were like, well, let's try it. You know, we, we had recently heard a podcast on Radiolab about something reburgeoning here, like downtown. And we were like, sounds interesting um let's try vegas and never never thought i would ever 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 move to vegas i've been here a million times but like never thought so we're like sure so we came we stayed with our friends we created this huge festival called small space fest was a big success it was back in 2016 
and ended up meeting a lot of like visual artists, a lot of performance artists, a lot of people in the community. And so after that, after that was over, we're like, well, what do we do? We don't have enough money to like leave because like we weren't sold on Vegas just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like, well, we don't have any money to leave yet. So like, what do we do? So we just kind of ended up staying kind of like leaned into it, pressed into it. I was checking out the local theater scene downtown. And so like I was auditioning for plays and then like, I is there, is there a lot of work? I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's a few really great theaters. There's the Majestic Repertory Theater. There's Vegas Theater Company. There's a Public Fit. There's a lab, the, the Lab Experimental Theater Company. And so I was doing work with all, with all of those folks. And uh, Super Summer Theater out at the Spring Mountain Ranch. So, so yeah, so there's like lots of opportunity to do like, you know, theater, like plays, like, and so yeah, so I got into that scene and then Heidi, she, um, she got into, uh, absinthe at Caesar's palace. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so, um, so we ended up staying, we're like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing this. Oh my God. What? Um, who'd have thunk Las who'd Vegas? Thunk, who'd have thunk Las Vegas? Who'd have thunk? But like, what's wild is that like I have found community here like no other place. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, I lived in New York City, you know, where there's like so much to do, so much to see. I did have a lot of friends, but like it was just hard to connect, and like working all the time that like I I just didn't have the bandwidth to like audition and like you know do the daily grind of like looking at backstage magazine i mean like like i did do performance work there and a lot of creative work there but um but the community was hard to really dig into but here like it just felt like more possible i don't know there was like more space or something just like mental space physical space emotional space i I don't know like there's I, I don't know. I'm like kind of like weirdness to it too. I think I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I can't put my finger on it either. Yeah. There's just something, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, we met such great people, like a, a lot of the theater folks, a lot of the visual art folks, you know, Brent Holmes, Carla Lagunas, um, uh, I mean, Alicia Curlin, you know, like lots of people that make things possible, you know, some folks downtown, like, Um, I mean, Troy Hurd, you know, is doing really great things at the Majestic Repertory Theater. Um, uh, You know, stuff. Yeah, just like really creative people that like, I don't know, like they've got passion and like, and like, even with like small budgets, they like, I I don't know, like there's still like fuel and it, and it just, I don't know, things just feel more possible here. And, um, well, let me ask you this, yeah. and I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, no worries. The art world, yeah, the performing the art, art world. Uh-huh. Does anybody look down upon Las Vegas and say, eh. um, "I mean, if you try to take something outside of Las Vegas, right. will they?" I mean, you know, let's see. What is what is the answer to that? Um, I I think so. I think I think people outside of Vegas might look down 
on the perform- I mean, may- maybe not the stuff on the strip. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess I'll speak for myself. Like, I didn't think that Las Vegas would have a thriving... Yeah, you were skeptical. When you I came. was skeptical. I was skeptical. Um, and, you know, like, I lived in New York. I've seen, like, Broadway shows. I've seen, you know, stuff with a lot of budget. Um, stuff with, like, really great talent. Um, and so, like, I was skeptical... But I've also seen a lot of great talent here and, uh, you know, and a a lot of amazing things done on a very small budget, Um, you know, both in the art world and the performance world and like, you know, lots of heart too, you know, and some things that weren't so great, but, but, you know, like it's, uh, that's, I've seen things not so great in New York too, you know, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I was skeptical at first for sure. Uh, but I also think this is a space to kind of just uh, like try things. It, like I'm, I'm taking stuff out of Las Vegas. Like I've, I've done work um, at the Momentary in Arkansas. Like, like I've, I've taken work that I've done here and taken it to Ar- Arkansas to like the museum that's connected to C- Crystal Bridges. Um, so like. And, and my plan is also to make work and take it on like different fringe festivals, um, like the Canadian Fringe Festival or the Edinburgh, or just like, you know, travel around the, the, the U.S. So I am actually planning on taking work outside of Vegas. I see trees of green, red roses too, I see them blue. So you moved here in 2016 for performing arts and connected with a great performing arts community. Yeah. And then COVID shut everything down. It was especially hard on the performing arts people. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yes. I was actually doing a play at that time um, at Vegas Theater Company and um, it was called Men on Boats. And actually, you know, COVID shut that play down. I mean, shut everything down. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it was really hard because, you know, all the performers all of a sudden had no venue, no space to do the thing that they love to do, which is like perform for people. I mean, so yeah, like, like my, my former partner is, she took it real hard. um, Cause I mean, she was doing that like five nights a week, you know, and getting up there in front of like 600 people, you know, two, two times at night. So that really took a toll on, took a toll on all of us, but we are resilient and resourceful. You know, we started doing things on zoom. We started connecting. We started doing play readings on zoom. Um, there were different performers that started performing on zoom. We were connected with other people around the country doing different kinds of performances on zoom. I started taking, uh, different kinds of performance classes on zoom. So like we kind of were able to be resourceful about what the pandemic did to the performing arts and just like, uh, 
kind of pivot and try and find a way to still perform. I mean, I personally, you know, I personally started to, that's when like, I, I actually started to make things with my hands too. And like, I started to veer off into the visual arts world and started to create like mask work, you know, you know, kind of based off of, well, various things. I, you know, we were masking all the time and, and I also have a background in mask making and mask performance. And so I took it upon myself to be creative with what I had in the house and like create masks that way and document myself in my backyard and create characters. So in that way, I was still performing and documenting and putting it out onto social media. And that was like my audience. That was my performance. That was one of the ways I was doing that. And then continuing to just like find my source of play developed the, the character that I had been working on my character his name is Juan Chico and you know started to um, do a different kind of photo series with him so in that way I was still performing so the shutdown kind of you know necessity is the mother of invention kind of a thing you know, like you you just pivot you like all right I can't let this bring me down what can I do I've got to do something so so that's what it did for me so like I feel like it kind of opened a lot of doors that I didn't think I had in me, like that I had those doors to open. That's how it affected me. And yeah, but I did, and I did see a lot of performers, you know, fall into a de- depression and... Well, it impacted them financially for sure, Absolutely. Right? Because other people Absolutely. could work from home, mm-hmm. but your performers... I know, yeah. What do you do? Where do you get yeah, your money from? To uh, unemployment and, oh, oh. and and the recovery. Yeah, like, and then, you know, when they were giving us the extra. The stimulus Yeah, funds? Yeah, 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 the stimulus. So some of us got that. During yeah. that time, your visual arts career was, was born? It, you know, yes, which okay. is, like, so weird to say. And, and then also at that time, my, my partner and I, separated and so that was like another I also had to pivot and like think of myself as like a solo person which I never felt like doing things solo um but it kind of forced me to do things solo so so yeah so I was working with my hands and then I I the gallery spaces on the the UNLV campus the Donna Beam and then also the Barrett Museum of Art um they offer well the curators um like offered like reached out and asked if i wanted to be a part of the exhibitions there and i feel like that also helped to like nourish and cultivate me as a visual artist and then in particular future relics artifacts for a, a new world curated by gulch collective that particular exhibit helped to really like turn up the fire on my character Juan Chico and like so I was going to ask and interrupt you Juan Chico was born during COVID he wasn't born during COVID no no he was born I maybe (laughs) came of age 2019 yeah he he came of age he found his voice his actual speaking voice during the pandemic like during during the shutdown no he he started off more as like 
like an image and that I was documenting and I was exploring that way. And then like, I, I did a couple of performances, um, like I did one at the Bullfrog Biennial and then some other ones here, um, like five minute things, but he didn't speak. So it wasn't until I was exploring things at the barrack, like, cause, cause I did a, um, per- performative installation and like each month I would add to it and perform as my character, different themes, um, lots of stuff based on like holidays and like colonization and like my Mexican background and, and, and family and queerness. So yeah, so, but it was doing those performances that like kind of, that, that really, that where he came of age. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Adriana, can you tell our listeners about your visual art? My visual art, let's see. I like, I'm like, I'm a maximalist. I like... um, Maximalist. Yes, I'm a maximalist. I like, I mean, yeah, like, I kind of like throw everything plus the kitchen sink, like, on, uh, onto my pieces. I, I don't know, like, I, I, I come from a place of, of play and curiosity, and I, tr- I try not to ask why in the beginning and, like, let the why reveal itself to me because of my background in theater, I've had to ask a lot, like, I've had to do a lot of, like, character analysis and scene study and like analyzing the, the the character and trying to think about well why is he doing you know like just like all this like heady stuff that just put me in my head and just stifled me and kind of stopped me for a long time and so with the visual art I was like all right it's not theater so I'm just gonna play like what what is there to lose nothing so I I, I really just come from a place of play and exploration and like what what makes me laugh what what looks cool not not cool but like what what uh, what drives me or like what um i like what what gets me in my gut um i don't know if that's making any sense but like it's it's it just it mostly all comes from a place of play and like i i seem to add a lot of layers and those layers have their own meaning and at first I don't know what they are or why but then as I'm creating or after I've seen it I'm like oh that's what it means and that's what it says about me (laughs) or like other people will tell me like this is what they see and I'm like oh my god yes and so like uh, yeah so so I yeah so like I do think it reveals a lot about me and it is very layered and it is kind of an onslaught of things which I kind of feel is like my mind like there's just like a lot of different layers of things and like language is not the 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 easiest place for me to communicate things or or like words so uh, I don't know like images things like I feel like those speak a bit louder and like I can f- start to find the language I don't get I'm kind of getting in my head so if we could yeah. do a, a visual podcast mm-hmm. that would be better for you 
Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, like maybe. Um, I guess a visual podcast is called YouTube, so I guess somebody's already invented mm-hmm. that. But. Right. So what, uh, what you've been describing mm-hmm. is a non-traditional type of art. You don't necessarily paint with oils or acrylics no. or watercolors. No. You take pieces you found or pieces mm-hmm. that are meaningful to you and mm-hmm. you put those on a canvas in layers. Well, I mean, not on a canvas, but like I, I could be your canvas. Yeah, my my you know hypothet or my met- metaphorical canvas. There right. You know. Yeah. Um, like like right now, I'm I'm repurposing old photographs that I took in various times of my life and embroidering text through it. Oh wow! Like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and. Um, I don't know why, but I I was like, what do I do with these photos? Like, I can't, like, they were in a box. And I'm like, I want to do something with them, and I don't know what. So I just, that idea came to me, and, um, like, I've always liked text, and I've always liked, liked writing text. So I, and, like, sometimes, like, seeing text is important, or, like, journal writing, you know, so it's kind of a form of journal writing for me um, to embroider through these photographs that That's have, have, have meaning to me. We, we have a journaling friend, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, that, that actually just, like, struck me now, like, oh, it's a form of journal writing for me. Yes. Like, putting my thoughts, my 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 emotions, what whatever I'm going through in that time or in this moment um and i've yeah and it and it felt like a fun thing to do so you know that's what i'm doing right now well i'm kind of doing a lot of different things but um uh that's one of the things i'm doing now so yeah and i've done cardboard uh like sculpture too like in modern desert markings i had you know that 3d sign point of interest, interest of point. And, and what was interesting about that, the text thing was also the same thing. So yeah, it was text. kind of sitting near the text thing. So mm-hmm. they told me, oh, that's Adrianus. I did get it right, right? Yeah. They said, that's Adrianus. I said, no, that's with the text thing. They're like, no, 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 that's with modern desert markings. So you kind of oh, fit right there in the oh, middle. Oh, yeah. And you were... I was kind of like straddling both worlds. Yes, you were. I was, which I feel... Like, and then you say you like text, and I'm like, oh, you did text, and there yeah. was the text. Yeah, which is interesting, like, to think about, like, stra- straddling both worlds. Like, I kind of feel that in my life. Like, where do I fit? You know, like, I'm, I, I'm in this world, I'm in that world. Like, uh, I, yeah, like, finding my sense of be- belonging, you know, um, which, yeah, like, which, which is another thing that I'm exploring. It's like, where do I belong? I don't know. Like, I straddle all these worlds, you know, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, look, and see, like, and, and then I make stuff like this, like, like with my character, you made that? this this candle. Well, so I got this, like, the background image. I, uh, I, it's a found image on Google. <laughs> and that's um, legal. Yes. And I, I superimpose myself on top of La Virgen de Guadalupe. This is me at La Virgen de Guadalupe during another performance. And then, like, I found other I- images and, like, put them on top of the found image. Um, and 
yeah, this is the, the appearance of La Virgen de Guadalupe to Juan Diego, who is an indigenous um, uh, man, like, uh, that is like, she she appeared to him and um, sent him to go speak to the re- religious officials to uh, like build her a temple like a, yeah so um, uh, but really I think it's like a, a, you know col- colonizing type of um, uh, event um, but anyway I I like to um, be irreverent. Um, my my family's Catholic. I grew up Catholic, um, so I I like to question c- Catholicism and 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 the c- Catholicism in me and like the my colonized body um, and uh, yeah. And so I use a lot of like religious. Like as as far as when when I work with Juan Chico, like I use a lot of religious iconography, a lot of religious themes, a lot of you know that kind of stuff and stuff about family too, and my cultural background. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. About to check outside the game. You know what I'm talking about. What's the future hold for you? Oh, God. What does the future hold for me? Um, let's see. I'm going to keep making work. Um, that is fun for me. That brings me joy and happiness. And that challenges me. And I'm going to keep performing and putting myself out there as Juan Chico. Yeah, like, keep, I'm, I'm going to keep trying to say yes to, like, the, the things that move me. And, the, yeah, just to, like, keep being creative and just, um, like, keep me playful. Like, I want to stay playful and I want to stay available and buoyant. And, like, I want the work that I do to also inspire connection and laughter for myself too. Yeah. Self is always number one, I say. Yeah. If you're not happy, if you're not satisfied, then nobody else. Right. Yeah. So, which is why like, I think sometimes my work, uh, like is effective sometimes like, because like I, I've been really trying to focus on like, does this make me laugh? Like, is this, or not, not just does, does it make me laugh? Like, yeah, like, do I like it? Like, is like, yeah, like it has to be for myself. You can never discount thinking of yourself first. Right, yeah. And that's not being selfish. Yeah, no, no. Um, I know people will say well, that's wrong, right. but that's no. not being selfish. No, no. And that's probably a big stretch for you coming from the Catholic religion. Yes, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And it's and it's and it's actually hard to take in that like that that yeah that like if it makes me laugh, then I feel like it's going in a good direction. Versus like I mean like I do still think of my audience. But if I'm hyper focused on what, like worrying about what my audience thinks, then I'm gonna make something inauthentic that doesn't push boundaries. Then that that's boring. <laughs> so, so I have to like remind myself, like, to come back to me and come back to like, is this fun? 
does you know yeah do, do, does it make me laugh am I playing am I enjoying this does it where does it like like if if like I've got to feel that feeling in my body do, does it scare me you know like and, and if it scares me I'm like okay that yeah okay I've got to do it ah! yeah um so yeah so it's not just about like oh does does it make me laugh but also does it affect me like this I'm like I'm gonna go to hell you know but I've got to do it <laughs> um, yeah or like some other things that I've done like I've dressed up as a priest and I've done like a mock like um communion ceremony and I'm like oh my god if my mom ever saw this like oh I don't want to answer to her but I oh but I have to do it um uh yeah I dressed as Jesus one time at Halloween <laughs> well it was a cross between Jesus and Tim Tebow so I got kneel. I don't really know who Tim Tebow is or not but no he was a football player who was always oh. kneeling to God on the field oh and, okay okay and okay. wearing his John 312 oh okay oh wow awesome. that's interesting and I got hit by lightning that day but no I did not <laughs> <laughs> But it sounds good, doesn't it? It does sound good. Oh my god. Yes. Cause I'm yeah, like sometimes I think, oh my god, am I gonna be punished? But you know, that's like old Catholic guilt instilled in me. Uh yeah. Um Well, I think we could talk to you for hours. We gotta get you back again. How okay. did we ever miss you? I don't know. You know, I'm a very shy person. Okay. Like I did see you all at the barrack when you were doing stuff for modern desert markings, when you were interviewing people and you did ask or somebody did. And I was like, uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would say. You know, like I, I am a very shy person, even though I do theater, even though I pr perform. Back yes, online. you do theater. I know. Theater I am like shy. Crazy. I am really shy. Dead before a lot of performing artists are very shy yeah like i know a lot like a lot of my friends yeah they yes they're shy like you would like you see them on stage and you're like that's this person like what so you avoided us once but now we came to your home studio i know i know so i escape. we said we're not leaving until we get a podcast yeah all right well thank you you tracked her now inspired you recently that's that's a hard question um you're not the first one to say it's a hard question we should go right. look at your piece of art and we'll tell you what's I know, inspired right? you tell me what you see and then <laughs> and then we'll go with that um that was an amazing piece of art i just stood in front of it for a long time mm -hmm. and it was fantastic mm -hmm. several okay. layers several Great. different uh feelings and visions coming off of it well i guess you know like feelings like emotions authenticity um like coming back to self coming back to okay boundaries what are my boundaries yeah like ugh, i mean i hesitate to say self-care you know but like but for lack of a better whatever like self-care like yes like what like who am i who am i like what 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 is what is important to me um like what 
what what moved oh gosh what, but yeah that's not answering the question what inspires me um well finding yourself and yeah caring for yourself yeah finding myself caring yeah like like really like nourishing nourishing my my myself my my little self my um trying to figure out what my needs are and how to communicate that believing in myself you know like uh, like I've, I have this great therapist I think she's inspired me a lot and is really helping me to like anchor down and like cultivate belief in myself um because like without that then like how do I move forward and how do I how do I be a whole person with other people if I don't have that belief then I'll just be a person for everyone else like and and that I think I've been that too much of my life like so worried about what other people think and um getting lost in that and and so um I so like I keep trying to go back to the sense of play the sense of like trying to find laughter and then I think that's where I find the the truth of myself is like that's the thing that moves me um play even if the play is really scary or if the play is really sad like playing like like whatever topics I have are like really hard or like make me afraid like uh there still has to be a sense of of, of play and curiosity and um yeah play and curiosity and like where does it move me in my guts yeah expression and like yeah and like sitting in that believing in that letting go of other people's voices um and just like trying to find my my own voice what is that it's been so long like it's only in these last couple years where I'm finally like starting to get a grip on like what that is and like starting to accept so like self-acceptance mm-hmm. self-acceptance belief play like I think that's what's been inspiring me to just be like yeah I can make this you know panel type of quilt made of like recycled material and put all these things on it and put fabric like embroider through it and put all these like random things that I yeah yeah I could do that why not um because it's because I'm finding joy in the play in it and I think that's the thing that resonates with people is is finding the joy in the play behind it and yeah and like within that there are other emotions too because I think my authentic self comes through um when I play and so like then it's like layered emotions too I'm like layered human person whole person I don't know if I answered anything but like I like I I that's what's coming to my head to me you ooze confidence oh really okay but oh my I, god but I'm taking a little bit from you that you don't ooze confidence to yourself I don't there's some self doubt oh god there's so much self doubt and that's the thing I'm working on in therapy you know like yes there's tons of self doubt but I am but I have gotten better in the last few years oh my god I used to be so bad um but yeah I mean um well thanks for saying that that I ooze self that you, I ooze, you, you that ooze I, confidence that I ooze confidence that's cool I wouldn't have thought the other until you said something about oh it. and I'm not trying to be your uh, therapist no 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 
No. Uh, thanks. Thanks. You know, because I'm playing. You know, oh, like go. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm at Lulu. You all have. We knock. Energy. We knock at the door, and Adriana yes. says, "Playmates." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I and I've Let met me before. You know, and um, you have a good energy, and so then, like, I feel like I can just kind of be myself. You know, which is, yeah, like, um, and we appreciate that. We, yeah, we do appreciate us. Uh, you don't know us, and you let us in. Oh. And then we talked into a podcast. Yeah, well, thanks. And uh, you know, and, and I, now a new best friend. Because every every time we finish, we always end up with new best friends. Oh, that's yay. what we say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I just decided to you know say yes, 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 and yes. And we thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So well, thank you for letting us into your studio sure. home. We yeah. so enjoyed it, sure. and we enjoyed talking with you, Audrey. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm so thankful to Brooke and Alicia for opening the space to me. And uh, it's full of smiles. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots. It's, it's like a healing, creative, comforting, warm hug in here. Mm-hmm. So. It is. Yeah. yeah, from the from the coffee art mm-hmm. to the turquoise seventy-ish um, <laughs> microwave. Microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think there was microwaves in seventies. Maybe there was. I asked her about the microwave. I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I mean I think that's a that's a, a new model, but like you know, yeah, it's just vintage. The, 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 the vintage turquoise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Cool. Thanks. We appreciate it. Sure. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Everybody's got a